Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Good evening, good evening. We are the ministry of such a time as this. Reverend John Mason, I am Reverend G. Lewis Jordan. We have our friend with us, Sister Janice Richardson, also on tonight, and Brother Sam should be joining us. There she is, Sister Janice. Good to see you, Sister Jane. Good to be here on tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Um, we're going to come um, with another episode on tonight. We do our best to make sure we follow the Lord's leading. And sometimes we plan to go one way and things happen and we end up going a different way. And such is the case on tonight. Um, we have been dealing with the topic, let's talk about the word and it's been good. And as of late, God keeps giving us something else or different things keep popping in our spirits. And so, uh, tonight, we are going to uh, talk from the subject, who is this God? And it may not make sense right now, but it'll make sense here in just a little while. So as always, we're going to ask Reverend Mason if he would take us to the throne in prayer, and then we'll seek to see what God has to say through what he's already said in his word. Amen. Reverend Mason. Father, we come before you this evening in the name of Jesus. Yes, and we thank you, as always, Lord, for another day. A uh, day that wasn't promised to us, wasn't guaranteed. And we have done anything, not anything, to earn it. But, Father, we thank you because you've been so merciful to us. Father, yes, Lord, yes. It has not been our appointment time. Thank you, God. So we're still here, Father. Yes, Lord. Just to give you the praise and glory that you deserve. You're worthy, God. Father, as we go into the podcast tonight, we ask that you would anoint us. Even now. Father, that you would give us wisdom. Yes, Lord. Uh, We ask that your Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all the truth. It's always what is truth. Your word is truth. Your word is true, God. So help us again, Father, to expound on your word tonight, Father. uh, As always, we pray that someone that hears our word tonight, Father, the word that you will speak through us, Lord, that somebody might receive your son as as their Savior, Father, and as their Lord. Yes, Lord. And Father, not only that, but some of the ones that have already received that they would receive your word and not to be encouraged, yes, to be uplifted, Lord. In the name and of Jesus. that they would use this word, Lord, to share with somebody else who needs it right now. In the name Thank you, Father, for it right now. We believe that you're going to do that. You have already proven yourself to do things that way. We thank you for it right now. We ask these things in the name of Son Jesus Christ. Hold right this name. Amen. 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 Again on tonight, we um, just want to jump right into this word. Um, 
Some time ago, we did a series entitled, Sister Joe, we did a series entitled, Why Isn't God Interesting Anymore? Mm. It's like everything is of importance, of value, except for God. When that shouldn't be the case, that that just should not be the case. When we look at the world we live in, everywhere you look, you see the handiwork of a a supreme being. Everywhere you look, you see the handiwork of one that has great and Sister Jay, you know how well Mason and myself are, and you know how we get together and we can hold conversations for hours when it comes to the word. Oh, yes. And there's a word, and that word is awesome. Oh. Rev Mason got to talking one day, Sister Jay, God, you're good. <clears throat> and he said, the only person that that word should really ever be ascribed to is God. Amen. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, Lord, help me, Mason. <laughs> I mean, help me, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't mean to call on Mason, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> help me, Lord, tonight. Yes. When we look at this world, it had to take him, it had to have taken somebody with some awesomeness to do what he's done. Amen. And Sister Janice, and and our scripture tonight is just the first four words of Genesis chapter one. Just the first four words of Genesis chapter one. And I often say this right here. If you can get past, or if you don't have a problem with the first four words in the Bible, you ought not have a problem with anything else in the Bible. (laughs) Because if you look what it says, it says, in the beginning, God. Now, Mason has this thing, he say, now don't read that too quick. (laughs) Don't don't run by that too quick now, because you're going to miss something. I'm feeling too good already. Don't, don't, not, it's a in the beginning God. That, that ought to make you pause for just a moment uh, uh, uh. and say, who is this God? <laughs> That's the fourth word of the Bible. Lord have mercy. And if you can, that's what I used to say. If you can believe the first four words of the Bible, nothing else in the Bible ought to be a problem to you. Amen. That's faith talking. Uh-huh. If you can believe the first four words in the Bible, that's faith talking. Yes. And so it leads me to ask the question, who is this God? <laughs> Where did he come from? How long has he been here? Did, did, did he just 
appear one day and he was there? Mason, who is this guy? Help me, bro. <laughs> who is he, Mason? Well, he is the uh, supreme being. We say he's the God of omniscience. He knows everything. Uh, he's also the omnipotent God. He's all powerful. He's also the omnipresent God. He's everywhere. So somebody asked a question one time, where did God come from? Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't come from anywhere because he's everywhere. So there's never been any place he never had to come from because he's always been there. See, what you're trying to explain is the unexplained is God. <laughs> yes. See, that's the reason why he's God. Because you can't you can't figure him out. You know, you're like, okay, well, he's all powerful, yet. I mean, when you say all, all covers every every single thing that you can come up with. And there's somebody else like him. Right. Uh even in his omnipotence, you know, his, he's so powerful that you can't describe it. You know, when it comes down to trying to explain him, you are always being, that's, that's why we said the only word uh, that the word also can pertain to is Almighty God because see, he leads you in awe to where you 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 just amazed, you just blown away because you can't figure out how can he do the things that he does. You know, first you know right here in the very beginning, you know Genesis, you know the book of beginnings. You know it, everything begins with God. See, it don't, don't say in the beginning uh, somebody else. It says in the beginning God. So before everything even became what it is today, God was the mastermind, the creator behind it all. See, you, you can't say that he wasn't, but everything that he said he does, you can agree with that because you see it now. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and what I like about it, uh, it says in the beginning, God, you know, that's, see, that's, that says enough in it within itself right there. Boy. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just sitting here dealing with you. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Sister Jen. I'm just Yo, sitting I, here. I, I'm sitting here listening because I know it, it's getting ready to go in deeper. Yeah, we, we get ready to, 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 to dig this hole. And you know what I'm doing, man? We, we got to stop talking before the podcast. <laughs> Yes. Or I'm going to start recording what we're talking about and play it as an intro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we, we, we were talking about some stuff earlier, Sister Joe. Exactly. That just, mm, let me give you two examples. And you brought up one of them. I drive an exorbitant amount. I can put some miles on the vehicle. Right. I may drive 2,000 miles in a week. No, I ain't gonna say 2,000 miles. Maybe 1,000 miles in a week I've driven and still work a 40 hour week job. Exactly. And, and I look, I've been driving since I was 18. Mm -hmm. I'm old now. 
Yeah. I've been driving about 40 years now. About 40 years, Mr. Jay. And I know I've used a whole lot of gas, which actually comes from oil. So every time I start my car, a rental car, somebody else's car that I drive, I'm using gas and oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at 40 years of just me driving. I didn't burn up a whole lot of oil. Look at all these planes in the air every day, using oil and jet fuel. Exactly. Look at all the 18 wheelers you used to drive the truck, mm-hmm. all the diesel fuel you burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By now, it would have appeared that all that would be gone. <laughs> that all that would be burned out, wasted away. Right. Who can t- I know it comes from the ground, but he keeps applying mm-hmm. <laughs> all the miles that we've driven, that other people have driven, that the planes, that the boats go, and things yeah. of that nature, man. Fishing boats, mm-hmm. pontoon boats. Man, who can do that but God? Right. Look mm-hmm. at all the metal, all the gold that people wear. Yes. And right. a lot of times it comes from little flakes in the ground. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes little nuggets, as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who can do that but God? It's true. Oh, that's how right. brown cow eat green grass mm. and produce white milk? Who can do that for God? Right. Man can't do it. No. Now, you brought this up. You know, I was telling the story. The earth <laughs> spins on its axis. Mm-hmm. While it's spinning on its axis, it's spinning around the sun. Yeah. But while it's spinning on its axis and spinning around the sun, it's being still. Mm-hmm. Because scientists say if it tip one degree away from the sun, it freezes. If it tips one degree towards the sun, it burn up. Burn up. Mm-hmm. But yet, still, for 365 days, it's turning and turning and not moving. Right. And it's turning so fast, we don't even know. Mm-hmm. Who can do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And, and while it's turning, it looks like the sun is going down okay. and the sun is rising up. When they just standing still, and it's just the earth that's turning. That's that part. Makes it appear right like that's what's happening. And I understand we're just turning away from it. Right. Right. <laughs> then we turn back to it. Exactly. And someday he don't let the sun shine. <laughs> but it's still shining. But it's still shining. <laughs> See, every now and then you gotta have some dark days. Exactly. To appreciate come on, come your on with it now. That's right. Yes. And every now and then, them dark clouds going to produce some rain. Mm-hmm. And see, if we only had all sunlight in our lives, right. we'd never grow. Yeah. And we'd burn up. True. So we got to have some rain and some sunshine. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying when you get it. Got to have a balance. Got to have a balance. Yeah. Because if we never had any rain, then we would never grow. Right. Oh. Who can take a little seed? Look, look, bitty thing. Planted in the ground, this big old plant cover. How many different things do they use trees for? 
Look at all these tall skyscrapers and buildings. Where all that metal come from? Right. Remember I told that story about uh, the people that wanted to clone the man, build their own man. Mm-hmm. So they got everything together. And they got ready to reach down and get some dirt. God said, hold up, what you doing? Right. Well, we're gonna make you some dirt to make you right. I said, make your own dirt. <laughs> right. There you go. You can't do that. Right. You, you can't do you he is describable, but he's indescribable. Yeah. Because we use words like good, compassionate, loving, faithful, uh, merciful, gracious, and kind, and all that. Um, we use all those words. But when you really get down to it, you can't. You just can't. Right. What did he say? I say, my ways are above your ways, and my thoughts are above your thoughts. True. Yeah. Amen. Who is this God? Mm. Can, can I tell you a little bit about it right quick? You can. He's a God. Mm-hmm. He's the Lord Master. He's El Elyon, the most high God. He's El Olyon, the everlasting God. He's El Shaddai, the God that satisfies. He's Elohim. I don't want to get into where I'm going to go, where I was going to go, because we talked about this earlier. But <laughs> Elohim, <laughs> Hebrew, is plural. We in Hebrew language, God is poor, Elohim is poor. Right. It means two or more. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about God, you talk about two or more. And we know it's not two, but it's three. Right. Now, we'll say that for another day. <laughs> okay. Now, are you going? <laughs> He's Yahweh. He is the I am. He's the same. There it is right here. He's a self-existing one. Lord He's Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. He's Jehovah Incadence. He's the Lord who sanctifies. He's Jehovah Nissi, the God of my banner, the one who fights my banner. He's, oh, Lord have mercy. He's Jehovah Connor, the jealous God. But he said, I shall have no other gods before me. Sure. Who is this God? He's the God that wakes you up every morning. Right. Who is this God? He's the God that keep you from some stuff. What's up, Brother Sam? Who is this God? He's the God that has mercy on us. He's the God that holds back his wrath sometimes when we deserve stuff. He don't right. give us what we deserve. Sometimes he gives us what we don't deserve. Right. Who is this God? He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on. Who is this God? Yeah. He's the God that sits high and looks low. I feel like preaching. <laughs> <laughs> You're in there. You're in there. <laughs> I feel like I, I might have to come back Sunday. <laughs> and, and, and even though we have all of these, um, should I say, characteristics of God, and we see God's creation of everything that He's done. Even when we look at ourselves, you know, the anatomy of the human body and all, you Don't know, and, and how all of that works together, and how, how he orchestrates it, where it all works together. And, and we, we have, have this limited knowledge of him, of who he is. We still don't know who he is. Because think, if we really knew who he really was, 
when he says do this or do that, we would jump to it with no problem at all because the faith in him would be so strong yes. to where we wouldn't hesitate at all when God spoke. We wouldn't do it. Amen. Because we understand exactly who he is. But we don't know. We are trying to get to know him each and every day. We want to read his word and all the different miracles that he do for us in our lives, you know, the, the healing that he does, you know, and uh, when, when we look at even right here in the, in, the, in the beginning, and like you said before, we always say, well, don't read that too fast because you'll miss something. There's a lot that's being said right, right here with those four words right there. Those four words in the beginning of God is the foundation that's laid for everything else of these 66 books that are there. Because if you can't understand it or believe that right there, then you definitely ain't going to believe what's, in, what's the rest of this. And when you look at him in the beginning, God, we, we, we think about um, there's a word called ex nihilo, which means God created, when he created the heavens and earth, he created out of nothing. There was nothing there. And when you continue to read the first chapter here in the book of Genesis, you see that the earth was without form and void. Okay? There was nothing there. So he created something out of nothing. Out of nothing. Yeah, they say that's a bad dude. He did. He did. And all he did was spoke that poor. And then it happened. And God said. Right. Some people might get upset with this right here. Some people say that uh, you can speak things into existence. Now, don't. <laughs> don't do it, Mason. We just got on Amazon. Don't do it. Shall I go? Okay, let me go. All right. They say that you can speak things into existence, right? When you read that chapter, when you know it talks about Abraham. And in uh, the verse basically says that it was the God who Abraham believed in that spoke things into existence. Not Abraham. He couldn't speak things into existence. God's one that does that. How do you know God does that? Well, he did it right here in the book of Genesis. And one thing God said, when he said, let there be, when you keep reading that, it says, and there was. As soon as he said, it happened. Well, if we can do that, let's do it right now. I need a million dollars. Let me speak it right now. You don't make somebody mad. I don't care. I don't. Just think about it. If we can go around 
speaking things into existence. There you go. Just, just say like if you're on a freeway. There you go. If you're on a freeway and you you get upset because somebody cuts you off, and you know we always say things we wish we had never said at that time. What if you said something to them? Oh, I wish you go down the street and wreck. Why well, would you flip that car over? Because he had no business cutting me off. If you could just, if you had the power to actually do that and say things like that, then look at the chaos that we would have in this world. But hold on, let me dig that hole a little deep. Go ahead. What about the children that got mad at their parents and I wish you were dead? We a whole lot more parents go. Exactly. Context of scripture is more important than people understand. And anytime you deal with the text without the context, all you really have is a con. That's it. All you got is a con. You're being con because you don't get all the information. Right. Mm -hmm. You're actually being lied to, to a point. It's true. So I can take a scripture and make it say what I want it to say and shout people happy. I really can. But will I do that? No, I know better. Right. Because the blood is on my hand. Exactly. Go ahead, sir. Now, you just want to give them the right interpretation. You know, see, see, when you say stuff, the stuff has to make sense the way it lines up with the word. Because if if that, if you you can actually do that, just think, man. Cancer be gone. Yeah. We wouldn't we have any. We wouldn't. I wouldn't have type two diabetes. Yes, because, because you can say diabetes be gone and it's gone. It's gone. Now I do believe there are times when God does share things with some people. Yeah, that He told them is going to come. I agree. So they're actually speaking that thing. But a lot of people running around here. I'm speaking it in the name. No, baby. Right. Because what you going to do when you speak something into existence and you say Jesus said and it don't come? Right. You going to get mad at Jesus? He didn't say it. You said he said it. It's true. God spoke and stuff started happening. If that was the case, there wouldn't be no more people. Right. The world wouldn't shamble that tear. That's real Christian prayer for people. Sometimes we pray for stuff that ain't going to happen. Right. Like, what did God tell Sam? Don't pray for Solomon. <laughs> exactly. But this God can't speak. Matter of fact, his son can speak. Because Centurion said, uh, you don't even go to my house. Just say it in a word. Right. He he can speak. That's what I say. Who is who is like him? Brother Sam, you quiet, get ready, we get ready to turn the mic on to you. <laughs> You know, and I'm, I'm going to inject that a lot of things that people are saying are just being, it's like habitual. And, you know, it's like like a fad. It has become like a fad of saying that I can speak things into existence or um, I can decree and I can declare these things. We can decree and we can declare. But a lot of people are taking a lot of things a lot further. And, and that's where I think a lot of false prophecy comes in to play as well. You know, speaking things into people's lives and things. A lot of that sometimes is witchcraft. Uh-oh. That's a podcast right there. <laughs> you hear this? Is just good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
No, I just agree with what you're saying. It's not that. It's just God is, like Sister Jay just said, it's, and you said it's a con, you know, unless you get the true meaning of what it is. And you have to get a true understanding of what the word is. And, and, and you just can't read it. And I always said, I think, you know, a lot of people get turned off by the King James version of the Bible because they're afraid of who we got who and who begot this. And, but when you go and get a, and dive a little deeper into it, and that's that's God, how he created things. He didn't create it easily for us to just pick it up like, you know, off the tree and say, okay, here it is. He wants you to be intrigued and he wants you to, he wants to know that you are truly searching for who he is, the true meaning of who he is. And that's when that word and, and the context, as you say, comes into play because, like you said, it's not easy. But God will put those things just there so you can dig deeper into it. You know, when you, you when you begin to dig a hole or you're searching for something that's a little, you have to dig a little deeper and say it's some hidden treasure there. Well, in that word, there's a lot of hidden treasures. And so some people just get the, the you know, the surface of it and that's it and they go and run with it. Um, but when you dig deeper into it, that's when you find out who he truly is. You find out he's a way maker. You find out he's the doctor in the sick room. You find out that he is he is your everything. You can't live without him. And you're nothing without him. But with him, man, you can do all things. That's who he is. That's who that's who he is. He's made it that way. He strengthens us. You know, he does he lets us walk through those valleys. But there's, you know, in, in the valleys, you know, they said the only time that it wasn't light in the valley was when the sun was directly over them. That's when David went through those valleys, the physical valleys. That's what it was. But then when it wasn't, the sun wasn't, that was dark. So that's where God, that's who he is. He's there in the darkest hours, but he also in the brightest, you know, times of your life, he's there. He wants you to continuously be there with him. But sometimes we walk away from him. Because well, so just, this, let me ask you this, brother Sam. Yes, sir. Being that he is who you just described him to be, because you use this word intriguing, why isn't he interesting anymore to a lot of people? Why isn't God interesting? Why are so many people not interested in him? Because it's not that it's not fun honestly they see it's not fun for them you know they think he is being born if i if i if i go that route what do i have to give up but if you don't go this route guess what you're really giving up you're giving up your life and eternity because there is a hell so and i just think that they're not intrigued by him because they're intrigued by the things of the world but if they realize, I told you, dig a little deeper to find out who he truly is, man, he'll give you that joy, the joy that, you know, that no, no understanding, you know, the joy that'll make you cry, but it's not tears of sorrow, but tears of joy. You know, he is that, he is that person, man, that, that is there all the time and, and until you really get it, but they never get it until they're in trouble or won't want it when they're in trouble. They don't see him as being intriguing because there's no need for him. Hmm. We were talking earlier. Sister Janet, why do you think um, 
God is not interested anymore to a lot of people. I think a lot of times people have um, they they have a lot of different options. A lot of people are given a lot of different options. And I think that a lot of times, um, say for instance, when you go to church, you go to church and the preacher say this or they'll say that. People are not seeing demonstration. They're not seeing miracles. They're not seeing signs and wonders. And I think a lot of times they don't realize that you have to set yourself up to see these things. You have to live a holy life. And um, you can't just live any kind of way and expect God to do this or do that. And I think that a lot of times people, like Brother Sam said, it's, it's, some people see it as not being popular or it's not fun anymore or it's not, you know, it's not the thing to do because you have so many people now talking about Jesus never existed. So a lot of people start, and if you start listening to that, some of that stuff will start, you know, you'll start reasoning with it. You'll start trying to make it make sense. And um, you have to be careful and guard your ear gate, your eye gates and everything, and, and your heart. Because if not, you'll fall. You'll fall if you're not dedicated. If you're not dedicated to the Word of God, you will easily fall into a trap of saying that God isn't who He said He is. When time after time, He's demonstrated Himself over and over and over again. Every day. Every day. All, all throughout our life, He's been faithful. You know, he's been dedicated to us even when we're not dedicated. He's committed. God is committed to us. He's committed whenever he said, I know you. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He's dedicated to us. He knows you're uprising and you're sitting down. He's dedicated. But we're not dedicated to him. You said something about people say that Jesus is not real. Such is the case with atheists who say God is not real. In order for you to discredit something, you must first believe that the something you're discrediting exists. Amen. I can't say that, and I'll use your example from the day, Mason, Hawaii is not real just because I've never been there. There's some people that know Hawaii is real. My brother knows Hawaii is real. He lived there. There, there, there are this group called atheists, and if one happens to look, we can have a conversation. You're lying. <laughs> Point blank, you're a liar. True. Romans says that all of us knows there's a God. Again, if you're an atheist, if you're saying there is no God, you're alive because you believe that there's no God to say there's no God. Right. <laughs> right. Quite like. Yeah, you cannot say that there's no God. You won't say that something don't exist that don't exist. If it don't exist, it just don't exist. But you must first believe that that thing doesn't exist in order for you to say that it don't exist. It is not that he doesn't exist. It's just that you don't agree with what he says. True. You don't want to live by a set of rules and standards. Ain't it amazing? We don't deal with rules and standards everywhere for when it comes to God. We drive 
overfeed the car by the road police. I got pulled over for driving 70 in a 70 going downhill one <laughs> he told me I was breaking the rules. <laughs> wow. 73 and a 70 going downhill. Oh. We, we go to work. There's a set of standards and rules. We follow those rules. God is very much real. How do you know he's real? Because I can feel him uh-huh. in my soul. All of us that are on this podcast right here, and even some people watching us, all of us used to live our own way. Yes. And what we were doing, we were having fun and enjoying what we were doing. Uh I know I was. I told Reverend Mason, I said, when I got, I used to say, when I got 40 years old, I'm going to come into church and give my life to God. I said, I figure I'd been tired by then. But I said, not so. (laughs) I'm going to grab you at 20 something. I got work for you to do. But all of us were doing what we were doing. And for us to give that up, it had to be something or someone more powerful than us. For us to surrender our will to his will. Mm -hmm. Now, I need to put a disclaimer in here. Christians aren't perfect. We serve a perfect God. Mm -hmm. We read a perfect word, but we're not perfect. But that's not an excuse. That's just reality. Christians do sin. Mm-hmm. First John 2 and 1. My little children, these things write out unto you that you sin not. But if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. Right. You don't need an advocate unless you did something. You got somebody to come between. Explain the if. Huh? Explain the if. If, thank you, sir. If in this context does not mean by choice or by chance. If is what's called the argumentative if, it actually translates since you're going to sin, you have an advocate with the Father. You got somebody to plead your case. Exactly. So to you, so called atheists, you're lying. (laughs) It's not that you don't believe, you just don't want to obey. That's it. We can discuss that all day long. Now, this God is not like other little G gods. Because a lot of people make gods out of things. Some people, their money is their God, their lifestyle is their God, their home is their God, their job, their car. Their prestige, their power, their position. True. That's a lot of people's God. Mm-hmm. But your little God can't compare with the God of the universe. Amen. Your, your little, here's the thing. Your little G God was made by God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that ain't true. Yes, it is. John says... All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was that made. Was made. Exactly. He even made the devil. <laughs> That's right. My old pastor used to say the devil is God's devil. Right. This guy spoke worlds into existence. This guy. Uh-huh. As Mason said, 
created everything we see out of nothing. Mm. This God. Who else can do that? Nobody. This God, and here's the thing, and sometimes we think he's not fair. Sometimes we think he's wrong. There's an old saying that I used to hear and I still live by. God too wise to make a mistake. Mm. And too just to do it wrong. Yes. And, and folks, please stop saying this right here about this God. What he's done for others, he will do for you. Mm. No, what he's done for others, he can, can do it. Right. Because there's a lot of people whose loved ones have died from cancer. But a lot of people whose loved ones survived cancer. Mm -hmm. That fellow with that blue hat on, that's a cancer survivor. Amen. But somewhere there's an individual that died from the same type of cancer he had. So what he did for Mason, he didn't necessarily do for that individual, but he could have did it. Right. And that's why this God can do what he want to do. You know, there's a word we don't use for God like we use, like we should. That word is sovereign. Right. God is sovereign. He can do what he want to do, when he want to do it, how he want to do it, for whatever reason he wants to do it. Yeah. He's sovereign. Right. As you said, he's omnipotent. He got all power. He's omniscient. He knows everything. Exactly. He's omnipresent. Yeah. I'm sitting here in Charlotte. She did many in Maryland. We we sitting here at your table in Charlotte. But mm -hmm. Sam in Lowood. Right. She in Maryland. But he in all these places. Right. Amen. Who at is like this, at the same time? Same time. Who is like this God? Right. Nobody. And I'm here to make somebody mad right now. Nah, we don't do that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful song. I used to sing it. Yeah. And my pastor helped me with that. Thank God for pastors. Come on now. <laughs> he, he didn't say it to me because I was singing it, but he was <laughs> saying it because he heard folks sing. He told him, well, don't, don't sing that no more. Right. That song <laughs> say, searched all over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Couldn't find nobody. Looked high and low. Still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. You knew that when you started searching. <laughs> what you're looking for something you knew you're not going to find. Right. Who else stepped out of nowhere? You, you, when you were saying, when people asked where God came from, I thought you were going to say, like I used to say, well, come came from God. <laughs> Everything that came, came from God. Right. True. You're okay. looking Whatever. for something you know you're not gonna find. So what you looking for? Right. Let's see. It goes back to the point where that's where people are looking. They're looking for something else. Somebody else, like you said, died from cancer, and now they're or and they're wondering. This person lived, but this person didn't live. You know where is God in all of this? So right. they give up on it instead of understanding. That God said everything works together for us. <clears throat> so people give up. And that's why they searching all over. For something tangible, yeah. Something that's tangible is what they're searching for. You know, the unknowing of who God is, you know, who is this God, as we we're saying, you know, this 
someone we'd never seen before you know yeah. someone we you know that's, that, that's what they're yeah and they're and it's, it's for us as, as christians you know we seen you know in our lives if we look upon our lives and our past and where he's cancer and 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 through the things that you know that we've gone through and nobody but god you know i gotta do something i gotta do something and i need all four of y'all to trust me right now Brother Sam, you just said something and you talked about faith. Y'all too, y'all know where I'm going because I already mm. need it. I need all three of y'all and myself to trust me and just stand up, right? Stand up. Stand up. All three of y'all. Come on. You too, son. I know, I know, I know you're going. Yeah, I know you're going. Now sit back down. Sit back down. And people like me in the world are wrong with this man. <laughs> Yeah, the chair. It helped me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, it's all about faith. Yeah. All of us stood up and just sat back down. We didn't check the chair. We didn't know. We didn't check the name. We didn't grab our phones to go online to see how much weight this chair would hold. We just sat down because we knew this chair had held us up before. Right. We had faith in this chair. And until people put that faith in this God, I told y'all I feel like preaching that right, until you put that faith in this God, that's it. Then you will then you can begin to understand who this God is. And you won't ask who is this God. You'll start to learn who this God is. That's the key right there. That is right there. It's all about faith. That's not learning this man. It's all about faith. You gotta trust him like you trust your money. Yeah. Which yeah. is actually his money. That's right. That's right. Go ahead. My boy's trying to leave. Yeah. What they're doing, their money funny though. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Um, I think one of one of the, the the best things, and we don't look at it as being the best thing, is is when we go through uh, things. To the point to where God has to put us in a position uh, or in a situation to where uh, no other help is available. We ran out of choices. We ran out of resources mm -hmm. to where we have no other choice. Uh, I've often said that sometimes God has to take you down so low where you have no other choice but to look up amen, amen. And when you look up that's that's your turning point right there jonah. yeah that's exactly that's, that's, that's what happened to jonah and, and but even though it seemed like it was the worst thing that happened to him it was the best thing that could have ever happened yes and see we don't we don't look at it like that because we're we think that those things are things that we don't need in order for us to understand who God is. But God always uses it. And, uh, and James said, what, these, these things come, these trials, these tribulations, all they come to make us strong. Yes, sir. Not to tear us down, not to make us weak, not to make us become doubtful or faithless and all, but these things come to make us strong. Because we can all look back now and you can look at 
everything that you've been through that you didn't know you was gonna go, you was gonna make it through those things. And when you came through those difficult situations, it increased your faith. Yeah. Because now when the next trial or tribulation comes up, you look at it and you say, Wow, if God could bring me through the last one. Sure. That's right. He can bring me through this one here. Amen. And then once he brings you through that one, another one's on the way. Yeah. When another one's on the way, then your faith begins to build up, your confidence, your trust in God. Now, because you're like, okay, I thought that was a difficult situation. And I didn't think there was no light at the end of the tunnel. I didn't think that I was going to make it through that one. But God brought me through that one too. So, what would make me think that He can't bring me through this one? Sometimes he has to take you through some things in order for you to begin to have faith in him and trust him for knowing that he can. But that's that's another question that uh, we, we, we talked about, and, and you mentioned it, Professor, where you said uh, uh, if God can bring you through this, then he can bring somebody else through it also. Right. But it doesn't always work like that. No, it don't. That's right. So the thing is, he can bring you through, but he may not. And if he don't. If he don't, just like the Hebrew boy. And if he don't. We know he can. Yeah, you know he can anyway. Amen. But see, he brought me through four-stage cancer. You know, six years cancer-free now. He brought me through four-stage cancer. Yes. But it was other people, a lot of them, that had the same exact cancer I did. Didn't, there's not here didn't today. And the only thing I contribute that to is that all of us have an appointment time. Yes, sir. That we're going to leave it. It just wasn't my appointment time. Well, we said last time, death is right in the left. Exactly. That just wasn't my appointment time. Now, I don't know when my appointment time is, but like nobody knows when they're pointing down there. All our letters is in the mail. Exactly. Uh. Exactly. And so a lot of times when God does not heal, God heals. <laughs> it is. Okay, yeah, I go. agree. Uh, stop, yep. stop. On this side. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brother Hold up. I need him to open that window right there. Oh, okay. Because somebody said, what in the world did he just say? That don't make no sense. When God don't oh, heal, yeah. God heal. Go, go ahead. On. That's true. In your own doctory way. We're going okay. to start no time. Doctory right. way. Yeah, his own doctory right. way. See, when we when we talk about healing, we always look for the person to get up out of the bed and return to their normal life. You know, the disease is gone, whatever type of sickness they have, all of it is gone. And so we pray for them and you know, anoint them with oil and pray over the sick and sick recovers. And uh, now this person is back on their feet they resume their normal activity and going back to work, spending time with the family. And, and we say, well, God healed that person because look at them now. And we get all excited about that, which is good. 
because God, that was God's way of healing him. But he also heals another way. And each way, he still raises them up. <laughs> Some of them, he raises up down here. Others, he raises up to bring home to himself. And see, we have to be very careful how we pray for people. Mm. Because a lot of times, mm. when we're praying that God raises them up down here on this earth, mm. they're praying that God raise them up and take them home. Take them home to heaven because they're tired. They, they've struggled long enough. They've suffered long enough. And so we're praying the prayer that God raised them up. They're like, I'm tired of this down here. I'm, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready. And so we should always pray. Thy will be done. Yep. Thy will be done, regardless of how bad the situation is. That's the way we should pray. We, we can pray for him, but we ought to end it with, Lord, your, let your will exactly. be done. Because That's you know what's going to happen? Yeah. His will, His will be, be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be done anyway. Everybody's not going to get a Hezekiah. Exactly. Exactly. Where he can turn your face to the wall and say, hey, Lord, remember me. Yeah, he remember me. Yeah. But when he ready for you, that's who this God is. Right. That's that omnipotence. Yeah. Yes. That's that sovereignty. Oh, man. Yeah. See, let's see that's, that's the, if you really want to see the power of God. There you go. go and ahead. how powerful he really is. Look at death. It's in the time of death. Because when he says it's over. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't care what the ventilator say. Right. I don't what care medicine? what the man or the medicine, or the prognosis. Yeah. When God removes the breath of life. It's over. It's over with. You can get a defibrillator, or not a defibrillator, but that's a machine. Yeah. I forgot what you call it. An AED, that's right. what it is. And you can pop them all, clear all day long. Mm -hmm. But when they go, they go. They go. That's just who this God is. That's the power of God right there. He makes that's, that decision. Right. That's right. He decides who and when. True. That's why some people have tried to kill themselves and they still here. Right. I heard a preacher preaching one time. He got so tired, young preacher. They took a whole bottle of pills. Mm -hmm. Woke up the next morning and said, I can't even kill myself. Right. <laughs> And that's true. You can't. Right. Some people that put guns to their head, pull the trigger, and they still here. Huh. Until God says it's your time. It's your time. It's not your time. Lord, have right. us. True. Until God says, until this God we're talking about. Yeah. Uh -huh. Who is this God? He's God. <laughs> Covenant keeping God. Yes. I, uh, I end with this bow tie. Uh, I used to uh, go with a church uh, down in Matthews. I was in this business together with uh, with a mother, uh, other gentleman. We was in the insurance business, mm -hmm. uh, a company called Primary. Right. And we all did uh, mortgages, investments, and things like that. But we also got together once a year in the month of March and did on a, a men's retreat right. where we all went to the mountains. 
and uh, it would just be a whole bunch of me and about, about 200 of us, you know. And uh, we would have fun, you know, playing uh, basketball and other games and uh, doing all that other stuff where you ride the cable across the lake and all that kind of stuff right there. And we would also have teaching sessions uh, twice a day, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And on these teaching sessions, we had a special guest this particular time. Uh, his name was Ken Bohr. And Ken Bohr was like a, uh, he was a minister, but he was also like a, uh, I guess what you call a creationist, somebody that uh, talked about uh, the solar system and the planets and all of the galaxies and the stars and the moon and yeah, all of this stuff. So one day, he, uh, we were there and uh, Ken started showing us a slideshow of all these different galaxies and how many light years it would take to get to these galaxies and, and uh, how big they were, and, you know, when you, when you measure them alongside the earth, you know. He just went on and on and on, just showing us pictures and stuff, you know. And you can imagine about 200 men in a, in a room. And he's showing, he's got our attention and he's telling us about it. And he went on for like an hour and a half, just showing us stuff and just talking and explaining, you know, this to the hundreds of power, and which I still don't understand that stuff. How many light years it takes, you know, to get here and get there. He just kept going. And when he got through about an hour and a half, he asked us one question. He said, now, gentlemen, let me ask you one question. He said, now, after seeing everything that you've seen, he said, let me ask you one question. He said, how big is your God now? Mm. everything was so quiet you can hear a pin drop because <laughs> it, it's hard for me to explain what he showed us and what we saw that was actually out there and once he got through showing us that we had a different perspective on who God is see one of the reasons why we don't know who God is because we don't know who God is See, the more you get to see God in action is the more you get to know about the God that is. See, you, you've got to go through some stuff to appreciate who he is. Yeah, same And man. a lot of times it's the worst stuff that you go through that he brings you out that gives you a different perspective on who he is. It's mm. not the easy. See, you don't see who God is when he's blessing you left and right. Come on, Dr. Mason. See, when you got this blessing going on all the time, you know, oh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Yeah, but what if he bring you through a life-threatening situation mm. and you really get to see who he is in a different way? See, now your view of who he is and your understanding of who he is is entirely different now because now you see him in a way you never have before. And so now you're going to say, Okay, uh, you can kind of stick your chest out a little bit now because this same God who you're talking about is also your father, if you know him. 
your heavenly father. And he's your heavenly father who loves you to where you're basically vulnerable or should I say invincible to anything until God gets ready for you. Amen. You can't leave here until you say it's time for you to go. No, no. And if a person leaves here, it wasn't by mistake. It wasn't that they was in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was uh, appointment time. It was your appointment time. It was time for you to go. And so some people say, well, I won't, I'm not going to fly on that airplane because if that airplane crashed, uh, I would have died. But if I hadn't got on the plane, I would never have to worry about dying. So they say, well, I'm going to stay here and just drive my car. And because at least if something happened, I can control the car. I can avoid the accident. You know? And I'm not going to get on that cruise ship because if I get on that cruise ship, that, if that ship sinks, too much water. Yeah, it's too much water. I can't too drink much, that much water. Too much water. So man. I ain't getting on the ship because I might, it might, it might go down. So <laughs> I, <laughs> it might go down. So I, I might stop, not make it. Stop talking. I about have that, a man. question. So, go ahead, Sister J. So is that to say that there is no such thing as premature death? Then, um, there is something in the Book of Exodus or some book. I mean, one of the books that talks about people who left too soon or something of that nature. I'll look it up. Um, but even with them dying at that particular time, it was still their appointment. Yeah, God already knew it. It wasn't something that just slipped by God and said, oops, oh, I, I didn't know that was going to happen to me. Right. Yeah. See, if that's the case, then he's not that omniscient not God omniscient. that we say he is. He, doesn't he know. knows everything. Brother Sam, you want to give us your rap? Um, this this God is the God that, in spite of all of our faults, our failures, there you go. He still loves us. Yes. In spite of if we turn away from Him, uh -huh. He's still there with open arms to receive us back. This is the God that never stops loving us. And I don't know about you or three of you or anyone listening to say that you can do or somebody does something to you and you never speak to them again. I don't care for them anymore. Um, I wish they would die. I think that, you know, something we said, I have no use for them anymore. But this is a God that still says, come home my son the prodigal son that you see it and it returns home regardless of you know anything you know mm -hmm. that we've done he still says come home my son my daughter my child here I am I love you and still he'll brush us off shine us up and he will cast it in the sea of forgetfulness. All of those things, but man can't. But this one who we say is God is that's who he is. And it's yeah. it's everlasting love. It knows no bounds. We can think about it, fathom it, and you can say, Oh man, I love my child this much. And that's the same love that God has for us and more. And I, I was thinking, listening to you, uh, Reverend Mason, you were saying something, but God is 
is so powerful that he knew when he created the creation of everyone. Now imagine that millions and billions, those who even died, he already knew. That's who, that's how powerful he is. He knows our thoughts, not just yours, everyone's. And we have a powerful God, but his love, that's the one thing that his love is the one thing that separates him from everything else. That's how, that love, man, of, of just us in our dirtiness, filthiness, not even worthy of it. But his love still comes and it, it holds us in the midnight hours. It holds us when we just going through all those trials and tribulations of life that beats you up every day. That people just despitefully use you, curse you, call you any name. But he is still right there saying, hold on. He'll say, just I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this. If you don't worry about this, just just continue to rest in me and know that I'm your comforter in the pain of death. He is still the comforter. That's who, that's who he is, man. That love that he has for us, man, that will bring tears to your to your eyes and just fill you up. But just knowing that, man, he loves me that much. Wow. That's God. That, that's, that's who he is to me. That's who he is to all of us. And he is an awesome God. Beyond, you know, we could, you can't put it to words. We, I'm just describing it in the words that I know in my little small vocabulary to try to even, you know, say who he is. You know, but we can't even put it to words. Man. I think that one day we'll stand, you know, before him and we'll be like, we'll be in awe, probably speechless. I know people say, well, I'll say this and I'll say that. Man, probably so consumed that. You don't want to say a word. Just being odd, like that's who he is. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, that's just that's just who he is to me. Um, and I think that's that's who he is to all of us. He he is love. He is truly love and faithful to us all. Committed. Yes. Sister J. That's a good word. Who is this God, Sister J? He is my all in all. He is the Alpha. He is the beginning. He is the end. He's all of that in between. Anything that you would ever phantom or even imagine. When you dig deep into him, he'll dig deep into you. When you search for him with your whole heart, then you will find him. You will find him to be your prince of peace. You will find him to be your everlasting father. You will find him to be that will in the middle of the will. Whatever you can't seem to find your way. God said, I am the way. He is, is, is everything. You know, whenever I, I get up early in the morning, he said, when you search for me early in the morning, you'll find me. So I get up early in the morning, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and I search for him, you know, start my day even before the daybreak. And I find that whenever I do that, that things um, go a lot smoother. But he, he's an awesome God. That's what my message is to everybody else. Seek God. Search for him with your whole heart. Like Brother was Sam was saying, he is love. He is awesome. Like you said in the beginning, he is an awesome God. He is love. He loves us. 
He cares for us. He cares about everything that concerns us. He is God. He is a God of love, peace, joy, and um, but He's a God also of wrath. There you go. He's a God of wrath. <laughs> even in this love, He loves us, but He chastises us. Yeah, you know, right. because He wants us to live a life um, according to His will and His purpose, and um, that He has for us. Because God have need of us. And in order for him to have need of us, we have to be walking in a certain position to be able to get there. Because, you know, I think I I, I procrastinate a lot of times, but I say in my procrastination, I'm holding up somebody else. And God wants us to get in position in this time and season for such a time Mm -hmm. as this, because God is he, he requires this. This is what he left us here to be fishers of men. So for me. God is is everything um, because he pushes me. He pushes me to be my best, even when I'm tired and I don't feel like it because I know it's not about me. So I know that I'm holding up somebody else whenever I'm not in the place where I need to be in him, in his infinite ways. Amen. That's true. Who is this God? He is the I am that I am. Oh, yes. Who is this God? He's my mama's God. My mama's God. Now he's my God. Who is this God? He's the God that looks beyond my faults and not only sees my needs, but he'll meet them too. Yes. Who is this God? He's the creator of the universe. The creator of the world. Creator of the ages. Who is this God? He's the one that the elementary song we learned. He got the whole world in his hands. Who is this God? He's God. Mm-hmm. Above him, there's no other. Who is this God? He's the God that loved us so much that before the foundations of the world, he had a plan in store to redeem mankind back to him. Who is this God? He's the God whose previous makes provision. What he knows is coming up the road for us. Yes. He already provides for us. Uh-huh. Who is this God? He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the God who heals. He's Jehovah the God who is my righteousness. He's yeah. Jehovah Shalom, the God who is my peace. Jehovah Shama, the God who's there. You want to know where he is? Wherever you are, that's where he is. And then he's everywhere everybody else is. <laughs> who is this God? He's the God that woke you up this morning, that looked yeah. over you, that took care of you, and started you on your way. That's who this God He's He's everything you can say that He is, that He is, and a whole lot more. Yes. That's who this God is. And if you don't know this God, we want to offer you 
to him tonight through his son Jesus the Christ. And tonight we talked about the Father. Mm-hmm. That's who is this God? I don't know whether we'll come back and talk about the Son next time or not. Who is this God? <laughs> come on. Who is He's the one that said, Let them be said, Here I am. True. Who is this God? He's bread and a starving man. Yes. Water and God. Who is this God? They said it, Brother Sam said it to the church. He's a God of love. Yes. He loves us. Yes. He wants you to come just the way you are. Dang. But he doesn't want you to stay the way you are. Come on. Who is right. God? Yes, God. He's the God that was there in the beginning before the matter of fact, he began in the beginning. Yeah. And he gonna end the end. <laughs> True. Who is this God? The best way to find out who he is is to get in his word. Yes, oh God. And let his spirit be who he is to you. We hope that you said something tonight to help you along the way. Thank God for you joining us on tonight. Um, this God that we serve is awesome. He's awesome. Not making no game signs. I was trying to make an eight. He's awesome. he's awesome in everything that he does Amen. everything he does he does it well so again if you don't get because one day you're going to meet some of us meet him for eternity some of us will meet him for a moment I want to be in that eternal state with him so again Thank you for joining us on tonight. We're going in with the word of prayer. Our God and our Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for what you revealed to us, dear God. Thank you, God, for showing us you and us having personal relationships with you. And God, while we do know you, there's so much we don't know about you. But when we look at the first four words of Genesis 1, in the beginning, God, that's where we tap into our faith, God. And our faith helps us to see what we need to believe. And God, all of us tonight, tonight attest to the fact that we know that you are who you say you are. And God, for that, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. Thank you for tabernacling with us on this podcast on tonight. Thank you, God, for speaking to us and through us. And God, we pray that your word has touched and inspired those who listen. God, for those who think not agree with us, Spirit of the living God, move, reveal us in the truth, illuminate unto them the truth. God bless us as we continue this journey. 
We don't know where you're taking us, but we know we want to be over you. And so, God, you have called us for such a time as this because the time is now. And God, we submit and commit to your will, your word, and your word. Thank you for Sister Janice joining us tonight, God. Thank you for her being back with us. Thank you for Brother Sam. Thank you for Reverend Mason. God, thank you for the traveling grace you've given me here, and I know you'll get me back. And so, God, until you bring us together until the next time, we say dismiss us from this podcast, but never from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all for joining us on tonight. Be blessed. God bless you all. Good night. Good night, Sister Joe. Good night. Good night, everyone.